My biggest fear would be when the first comes and I don't get the rent. I found that my tenant had dumped concrete down my toilet. Can you believe Fair Housing fined me $5,000 for that? How do you onboard your tenants? What do you do? I don't even know if I do it right. If you're a landlord, don't just rent, rent perfect. The Rent Perfect Podcast with property expert and private investigator, David Pickron. Well, hello and welcome to another episode of the Rent Perfect Podcast. Hey, Scott, I just got my hair cut. Really? And, you know, the gal down at Sports Clips, you know, Uh was telling me how much she wants to become a landlord and, and buy homes and that... She said, the number one thing I learned from people that come in here and, and, and cut their hair is that real estate, this is a young girl, right? right? Is that real estate is the place to make money. And I've been cutting hair and I've been listening. I bought my first house and now I'm ready to buy another one. Wow. That's awesome, huh? Yeah. I, I guess our, us investors are talking. I mean, good. And, and you know, she's getting good tips at sports yeah. clubs if you're buying <laughs> houses off of cutting hair. <laughs> You know, I imagine over at the, the my wife's salon, they're probably not talking about, you know, investments yeah, and, right. and, and go over to the, the guy's kind of place and, you know. That's, that's uh, great, though. I love, I love that, that, she's, that she's moving forward with that. That's, that's great. That's awesome. It's a little tough time right now to get into the investment world in yeah. the Phoenix market, Florida, Texas. There's a lot of places that prices are just really booming up yeah. right now. And, uh, you know, it's interesting to see someone that wants to get into this business because what we're going to talk about today is a lot of questions I've been getting asked lately is, 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 is it time to sell? Is it time to get out, out of, of yeah. this business? Um, but before we do that, let's have people subscribe, uh, push the button down there, subscribe to our podcast, and we'll keep bringing you good material. Scott Aubrey's with us, our vice president. You've been with us for several times down yeah. the podcast. I think you're just... I'm uh, becoming a regular, which is You know, I think scary. what happens is is the content or the the topics are coming so quickly at us that I don't have time to invite and and get a bunch of friends down here. So you're like default, you know. Hey. I'm <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I would I love to have you. I love your insight, and I certainly appreciate uh, that. But you're going to have to share your microphone again someday when yes. uh, you know we have another guest. I'm in happy here, to so. pass it on. <laughs> so the big question is. Um, when do we sell our property? Is now the right time to sell our property? And I, I'm, I'm thinking about development. I'm thinking about history. I'm thinking about all these things to answer that question. And I know every morning when you drive into work, you pass these big silos that are in Gilbert, right? Yeah, they're, just right, right in my, they're actually in my neighborhood. And so. they've been preserved by a developer. Yeah. Why in the heck did he keep the silos? You know, I don't, I don't have, it could be like a, a, a nod to the past. It's a bit, uh-huh. n- bit nostalgic. But I think for, for people that live in that area, the silos have become kind of an icon for us. And it is kind of a, dr- uh, it's, it's kind of a calling card or a, a draw right. for people to come, oh, I want to live by the silos. Right. So it is, it's, maybe it's a marketing piece, but I really think it's just a kind of a nod to the past. Yeah. So, in, so we're talking about Gilbert, Arizona, just a suburb right out of, of Phoenix. And, and as I grew up close by, Gilbert, the small town of Gilbert, was always the farming community. Uh, it's just where you went. Mm-hmm. It's where the farmers were, five acres, 10 acres, you know, 500 acres of just just raw land just being developed for alfalfa, mm-hmm. food, you know, all kinds of And, and we're still crops. the town of Gilbert. We haven't even become a city. 
Yeah. Right. We're yeah. still we still designate ourselves as a town, which yeah. I think people want to think we are still this small town, but we're not. And we're over in population. We're, we should be the uh, city yeah, of Gilbert, but yeah. we want to keep this small town farming community kind of vibe. Mm-hmm. But are there any farms left? There, there are few and far between. <laughs> Very few. Yeah. There is house, 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 and house, and uh, actually been a great place to invest over, over the years. But the reason that I bring that up is I'm thinking about back in the 50s, 60s, 70s in this small little town, and there's many of these towns across the United States. You know of one if you're listening to this podcast, where the silos started going up, and it started showing some development of land. So people saw these farming silos mm-hmm. go up and they're like, wow, someone just bought that land. They're turning it into. And then over time, land developers started to spread out from the city and say, oh, I could take that, you know, 640 acres and I can, instead of having two people, a house and a big field, I could put t- a thousand people on that square mm-hmm. mile. Right. Yeah. And so they came in and said to the farmer, hey, listen, we want to buy your land. And the farmer had been working day after day after day after day. And I don't know that the farmers just said, yeah, great, let's do the deal. I think there's certain things that farmers ask themselves. And one of the things is, is it time to sell? Mm-hmm. Now, we're not talking about selling farms today, but I just kind of am thinking about history and, and people who have their whole life wrapped up into a piece of land and someone asking them, is it, or them really asking themselves, is it time to sell? So what do you think the farmers did as this development took place in these smaller communities? Well, I, I mean, first and foremost, farmers like to farm. So farmers aren't getting out of the farming game, right? Right. But they have to start looking at and, s- and asking themselves the questions of, okay, so if I sell this land and I'm still a farmer, where am I going to go? What, what's my next direction? Right. Is there land further out that I'm going to go purchase and start anew and become a farmer out there? Or... You know, I think that's the main question they have to ask themselves is, okay, if I sell this, what's next? What's next? And so when a lot of people ask me, hey, do you think now is the time to sell? You know, here's what's interesting over the years. When I was younger, I used to give you a definitive answer like I knew everything. Yes, it's time to sell. Yes, time to sell, yeah. Yeah. I know everything. (laughs) Yes, time to sell. Go. As I get older, I realize that I don't have all the information to really tell you to sell or not to sell. So instead of doing that today, I want to tell you three things to think about. And I think when you analyze these three things in your mind, you'll be convinced yourself whether you need to hold or sell Mm -hmm. and you won't have to ask anybody. Yeah. Okay. It's much more nuanced than just there's big dollar signs out there. I'm going to sell. There's a lot of nuance that goes into that decision. So I'm, I'm excited to talk like, about this. Like, like how old are you? Where, what's your goals in the next five years? Yeah. What is your community doing? Is it rising in value? Is it, is it declining in value? Um, you know, and so there's so many things that are in investors' heads that all of us don't know. You know, how much money do you have in the bank? Do mm-hmm. you, you're sending your kids off to college. Are there things you need money for? Are there, I mean... There's just too much for me to say, yes, sell or don't sell. So number one, I think, and I think everything really comes back to number one. We're going to talk about two and three, but it really all comes back to number one is where are you going? Where are you going to put that money that you're going to get when you sell that investment? Mm -hmm. If you tell me I'm going to put it in the bank, I'm going to tell you with inflation nowadays and us losing the value of the dollar, 
that's not a super good investment right now. And people say to me, you know, and, and, and we'll talk about this a little later, but they might say to me, but yeah, but I want to liquidate and just get ready for this big crash. Well, you better be sure that there's a big crash coming. And I don't know that any of us know that because the more that money is in the bank, the more inflation hits, the more value you are going to lose in your, you know, dollar bill, right? you know, in your investment. And so you want to know where you're going. If you know where you're going, so the farmer, when he knew he could find a place further down the road and he knew he had enough room to house his dairy cows mm -hmm. or, you know, grow his alfalfa, and when he had his new setup kind of like, okay, I can go here, then it was real easy for him to go back to the developer and say, okay, we're moving in six months, we're moving in a year or whatever. But yeah. he almost had to have the place to go to. So um, I'm in the middle of selling a home right now, and, and I will tell you, I kind of have something wrong with me, Scott. I treat my houses like they're my kids. I mean, I fall in love with my investments. And you've had this home for, a, what, 20 years? No, this one that I'm selling right now, I've only had for five years. Okay. Um, and I've had many for that yeah, long, yeah. right? But I bought this in a, um, in a foreclosure five years ago. Pretty good shape, fixed it up a little bit. But, um, and, and I really like this property. And I'd really like to hang on to this property. Um, but I got another opportunity just out of town building a couple more homes. And I need a little bit of capital. Mm -hmm. So, you know, if I didn't have that project of building those two homes, I wouldn't be selling this. But since I need a little bit of more capital to fulfill that investment, it makes it real easy for me to say, okay, I'm trading in one. And I'm buying two. Getting two, yeah. Right? So that makes it so super simple for me because I actually have a game plan. If I, if I didn't have this other project going, I would still hold the property. That's just me thinking, how is my money best served? And um, I don't think right now, personally, and this is personal opinion, that we're going to see a big housing crash in our area. Mm -hmm. I'm not predicting nationwide. I mean, there are places that might yeah. have a housing crash, but right now in our area, too many people are moving in. Um, we may ha we may experience a dip, yeah, but it's not an 08, 09 you know, fire sell, half, no. your, half your value no. is gone. And right. I mean, the, the, the feds could come out and raise the interest rate to curb the inflation right now mm -hmm. and kind of put a little dip in the market. Um, you know, I know wood has... Is, been up 175 percent over the last yeah. year it's come back down since may 40 percent wood so wood prices are coming down so we might see that get going again and, and then so there are factors that could kind of tamper this growth but it's actually healthy this growth that we've seen here is not healthy i it almost takes many investors out mm -hmm. of the market you know yeah. what i mean especially locally yeah. here it's, it's priced a lot of people out we've talked about institutional buyers buying yeah. so much stuff and taking up inventory that there's a lot of things working working against us. So number one, if you're thinking about selling, knowing where you're going to go with your money, mm -hmm. right? It's the now what? Right. Right. Now what? Now what? You yeah. know. Um, number two, we get a lot of calls from people in Seattle, Chicago, um, Portland that are in areas that are so heavily regulated. You know, at Rent Perfect, we try to give you tools and combat mm -hmm. some of this regulation, but there is a point where... This place is so unfriendly to landlords. Do we just get out? Yeah. And I would point you right back to number one, and I would say, yes, it probably is time to sell, but make sure you know what farm mm -hmm. you're going to next. What, what area of the country do you want to be in? Go research and study 
You know, a lot of people, a lot of investors are moving to the Midwest right now. You know, over the years, we all moved out to the coasts, and now all of us are pushing back to fill in in the Midwest, you know, right. into Ohio and Indiana and Missouri, you know, because there are still deals there. There are still people who need good housing there. Uh, there's some. There's still some affordable investment properties mm -hmm. in that. And, property. and those areas are, are typically not regulated as much, right? Those, those areas are a little more free to do your business and and go about things. So that, I think that's a great, uh, a great point. Yeah. And it's hard for some investors to invest outside of the known area. Yeah. You know, I mean, I have like this rule of my investments are so many miles from me and to say, Hey, you're going to go buy a house in Toledo, Ohio. You know, you and Anna Mills are going to go partner yeah. <laughs> on a home in Toledo, Ohio, which you may and, never see. <laughs> and I'm like, well, I'd actually feel, yeah, I might actually feel better if I'm partnering with someone out there that can yeah. really nearly knows what they're doing. But if I went out there and blindly mm. bought something out there, it would just be a change of strategy. It's something that I am going to do, but I have to, um, I have to kind of almost go out and see where I'm going so I can let some of my properties go here and buy there. Once again, yeah, I got to know which I'm I think going, to, right? to and to, to kind of drive that home is we need to tap into the resources we have. And sometimes that's a RIA, that's an investment group, that's people who give us knowledge of I'm I'm I don't want to be uh, landlocked into Seattle anymore. I'd like to go invest in another area that has a little more freedom where I can see a little more growth. How do I know what those that's where I go to my national groups and go. Educate me, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I use, I use what do you guys aspects. know that I don't know? Because yeah. my area where I'm at is kind of washed out, right? You know, and and some of those people might say, "Oh, Dave, I've got a I've got a whole laundry list of investments to buy. I don't have enough money to buy them all." Yeah, or enough you buyers know? to buy them all. Yeah, right? yeah. just <laughs> yeah. yeah. Th there, there's still there's still room for yeah. you to come. Yep. Um, so, anyways, regulation can push you out the door. We've seen it happen many times. We've seen this national regulation that a lot of us can't get through, but there are, are pockets around the country that are just not friendly to landlords, and it might be time to move on from mm -hmm. those areas. Okay? Now, here's, here's the big thing that I hear from everybody, that even, even people that are just buying their own home, what I call their first investment, right? right? Buying their own home. I'm going to wait. Because this, this market's coming down. Oh, the pandemic. Oh, the pandemic's mm -hmm. going to cause all kinds of foreclosures. I'm going to wait. Yeah, the eviction moratorium's going right. to have a, it's going to have some type of impact on the market. Right. Housing prices right. are going to drop, and I'm going to kind of yeah. swoop in and, yeah. and make my fortune. $80,000 to $100,000 later from last year at this time when the pandemic hit, mm -hmm. people are going, oh, it's, it's going to drop. Okay, so now if it drops now, and say it drops 50%, or say 50% from last year, say it drops 50,000, we gained 100,000, mm -hmm. say it drops $50,000. You still just spent 50 th more thousand dollars than you could have right. last year. And so I'm always teaching people that get in the game. So just buy the home. Don't so much worry about up or down. You're never gonna buy at the lowest. Mm -hmm. You're never gonna sell at the highest. If you would have bought the home last year, you would have gained so much money in appreciation. Even if it did dip, that dip you're waiting for, mm -hmm. you're still way behind. You should have got in and you should have bought it. Yeah. The beautiful thing about housing versus maybe the stock market, and maybe this is even similar in the stock market, is if you don't have to sell, just ride out the storm. You know, 2009, 2010 didn't even phase me because I didn't have to sell. People still needed to rent places. Right. Yeah. They still paid my mortgage. 
And so, okay, I said, so my portfolio is down a little bit in paper value. Mm-hmm. But your bills are still getting covered. But my bills are still getting covered. Yeah. And now, now my paper value looks really, really good. And it might come down a little bit. Yeah. But, but I'm in the game. Well, I think, I think your idea of, you know, first investment and second investment, those, there's so much different thinking that goes into those purchases, right? Um, and really can't, I don't think you can base your investment, second investment purchases based off that first one. The, just different rules, different parameters that go into deciding, okay, when, you know, we, we, we bought a, a home, an investment home just a few months ago and I, and I've enjoyed, I've watched a really a 10% gain in two months, right. which I'm happy about. Right. But I'm also realistic going, okay, if, if it's a 10% loss and I'm back to square one or even a little, Hey, at least I've got the. I'm in the game, and I've yeah. got another property that's going to be making me money. You're absolutely in the game. Yeah. So, I'm still. If the opportunity's right, I'm still going to buy. I'm still buying if I can find it. Um, yeah. Good but, luck. But <laughs> but it's hard here to find it. So we're going to have to go outside of, of our known investing yeah. area to, to to find it. So. Well, th- and the great thing about that, I know we've talked about this before, but some of those outside areas are not nearly as expensive as they are in some of our big metropolitan areas. Yeah, we just keep going out, keep yeah. keep spreading our wings and keep yep. going out and you know population keeps yeah. growing and affordable housing keeps you know kind of getting built out in the boondocks mm-hmm. and that's that's our next uh next investment. Yeah. So well, I appreciate it. You know, it's just it is a time to think to yourselves, you know, should I sell my investment property? And I'm really telling you if you think about this and and you go through this podcast, you don't need to ask anybody. I think that the choice will come to you and you'll feel really good about it and you'll know exactly whether you should hold um, or you should sell it. I don't see a huge crash coming. I hate to throw out a prediction. I don't think I'm like telling everybody, sell now. It's, it's I Sky is falling. I, you yeah, know, so I don't <laughs> see it. As long as you can hold on to it, you even can survive when the sky falls. So, mm-hmm. you know, if you don't have a place to go, don't sell. That's yeah. that's hold, my hold philosophy. On yep. Hold on to it. Yep. So, anyways, we appreciate you being here today, we pre- Scott. We appreciate you always being here. And until next time, continue to rent perfect.